0: Hey everyone, good morning. It's a really warm day today and pretty humid, uh, which is rare for Colorado, but quite humid out here. Um, But I'm really excited to be able to spend time with you guys today. And um, uh, it was awesome to worship uh, with uh, Jared and Jess and, um, and see BK and his kids for announcements. And I can't wait to see more of you maybe in our Zoom meeting after this. Um, or hanging out any other time. But uh, you are loved, you are cared for, and I'm really excited to be able to spend time in the Word today and see what God would have to speak to us because um, uh, we need Him. We need Him deeply, desperately, and uh, He is willing to speak to us this morning. So let's go ahead and come to Him in prayer and uh, begin our time by asking Him uh, to speak to us. So, Father, I pray that you give us uh, clarity. God, that we would be able to give up and let go of all our preconceived notions of how you work and how uh, prayer works. And God, that we would just uh, be taught by the Holy Spirit exactly from you what you want us to know and how you want us to think and and how you want us to uh, connect with you and to pray with you. God, prayer is the most important thing that we will ever uh, attempt to do in this life. It's the most important thing for us because it's how we connect with you, and it's how and our whole life is supposed to be about you and connecting with you and living through you and for you and and Lord, to do anything for you, it, it must be done by prayer. And God, I pray that you would teach us today. I ask very simply that you would show us by your Spirit what you mean when you teach us to pray and and how you show us to pray. Thank you, Jesus, for the wonderful words which we're going to read today that you give us. And I pray that you would give us courage to believe them, courage to walk in them, and, uh, and the courage to turn our back on the way we think things ought to be and instead trust in you alone. God, some of the things we're going to talk about today are uh, difficult and they it's it's like taking a leap of faith when we um, uh, have struggled with many of these things for a long time, so I pray God that you would hold our hands and you would be very present in our life today because uh, we are just children, your children, and we want to learn to trust you and believe your words and obey you. God, I pray for every heart that is watching or may watch in the future this message, and I pray that you would speak to us kind words and draw us close to you with your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, today we are going to continue on in our study in the book of Mark. We're going to be in verses 25 and 26 of chapter 11, and we are going to be talking about praying with confidence, part two, forgiveness. Praying with Confidence, Part 2, Forgiveness. Last week, uh, we read these verses. Verse 22 through 24. Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he asks. Therefore, I say to you, Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And then the words that, so that was what we studied last week. And then the words that immediately follow this is our text for this week, which is verse 25 and 26. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your father in heaven may also forgive you Your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So, the first part that we studied was an unbelievable promise that God would give us all that we ask in prayer. And in that lesson last week, we learned that God's power is freely offered to us. As we surrender to his will and believe his word and his promises, basically be his disciples. And the lesson that we learned last week was simply that our faith relationship with God is most important when desiring a spiritual life and power and answers to prayer. So if we want to really serve God and be effective in this world for his kingdom, then faith Faith in God is number one in importance. But this lesson this week is that our relationship with men is just as important in God's eyes. So first, our relationship with God is very important. We must have faith in Him, not faith in self, faith in Him. And that's to be our relationship with God. But this week, we're going to learn that our behavior towards men Our love towards men is just as important in his eyes. And if we want to be able to pray with confidence and receive answers to our prayer, we must have both of those parts. We must trust God and we must love and forgive our fellow men. If we can trust and know God's love for us, it will 100% show in our love for other people. These two things are directly linked. So in other words, if you think, if you can believe God loves you, then you will be able to love other people. But that's the only way that those things can work. And for us to have prevailing prayer or prayer that works, prayer that obtains answers from God, we have to have both of those realities true. We have to have faith in God and in his love for us. And then we have to Reflect that love back to all the people in our life. So, uh, again, our text is verse 25 and 26. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So, very simply, forgiveness is commanded. If anyone wants to be a child of God and a servant of God, we must forgive. It's an outward expression of the fruit that you know yourself that you have been forgiven by God. That's the only way we can forgive other people, is when we know that we have been forgiven. And the crazy thing is, is that this is the not. This, excuse me, is not the first time that Jesus has said this difficult phrase, that you must forgive others in order to experience God's forgiveness yourself. Um, When Jesus was teaching us to pray in all of the Gospels, he teaches us to pray. Remember that our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And then he adds at the end of that teaching, right after that, he says, for if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. And then in in Matthew 18, Jesus tells a parable about a, a man who was forgiven millions of dollars of debt by his master, and then he went out and beat his fellow servant who owed him like 30 bucks and he would not forgive that guy anything and when the master found out about it he talked about the punishment that he would de- he would deliver this guy to jail until he paid the last penny and and so basically um he had to forgive and he didn't he wasn't able to experience his own forgiveness when he wouldn't forgive his fellow man and Jesus says these words he says so my heavenly father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses did you catch that it said from his heart forgive trespasses and then paul in ephesians chapter 4 verse 32 says be kind to one another tender hearted again there's the heart right and he says forgiving one another even as god in christ forgave you so all of these verses show us that Jesus ties for uh, prayer and and your relationship with God with forgiving other people they are directly connected and today we're going to see how Jesus um, commands us to forgive so that our prayer, can be effective so that our relationship with him can be real. And it's probably because Jesus knows after living on this world for the 30 years that he was, had lived here that the biggest problem with praying people is their lack of love. He'd been around a lot of praying people. He'd been in the temple and seen what they did. He had been around his family and he knew that a lack of love and forgiveness was the greatest reason why people's prayer life suffered and they did not see the power of God and the love of God and their relationship with God was really broken because they did not have this kind of love. And I think Jesus wants us, wants to lead us into his own experience of, of, of a, of a fruitful life with God, of a life where God answers every prayer, this prayer, perfect access to the throne of God that Jesus had Jesus experienced Jesus lived every prayer that Jesus prayed was answered by God and he wants us to experience that and he knows that the only way for us to experience that kind of of effective prayer life is to love men thoroughly completely like he does And so our first lesson that we're going to look at is that forgiveness is love. We know this, that God is love, so God forgives, okay? Because love and forgiveness are perfect expressions of each other and tied to each other, and you have to forgive from the heart, and so it must be a heart of love that offers forgiveness and that forgives, How many times does God forgive? How many ways does God lovingly forgive? Always and every time. That's the answers. How many times? Every time. How many ways? Always. God doesn't forgive because it's the right thing to do or even because it's the fair thing to do. He does it because He loves. He truly loves. Loves, He is love. So he is loving, so the things that he will do will be perfectly loving, and so his forgiveness just flows because his love never ceases to flow. So God has freely forgiven us of countless, horrific, disgusting sins. That's the truth. And each time, each one that he forgives has proven his real love, that his love and his forgiveness is real and personal again and again. We call this forgiving grace. And God has more grace than you could possibly have sins. How crazy is that? He has more grace and forgiveness and love then you could possibly offend him with sins there is no comparison his love and his grace are vastly greater than all of your sins and that is one of the most glorious truths that i could ever think of and that and it's and um it's when we believe in this sin forgiving grace that that God gives us in His love, through His love, that's when we can pray. That's the only time we can pray, is if you believe in this sin-forgiving love. All prayer is built on that foundation. It must be. It's, it's the only confidence that we can have that God hears our prayer. Because I am not good enough to be heard on my own. I am not good enough to be heard if I... If I pray just by my own righteousness, with my own voice, God shouldn't listen to me if it's just my righteousness. It's his love. I must believe that he has forgiven me in order for there to be any confidence when I pray. Jesus teaches us here that this must be our heart to others as well. So we have to believe and receive this love is real for us in order for any of our prayer for others and any love for others to, to, to flow out of our life. It will be if we have truly been forgiven, if we know and believe that we've been forgiven, then that love and that forgiveness will start flowing out to other people. Even if you don't want it to, even if you feel like you should hold a grudge and even if you don't want to forgive them in your flesh, this love is overcoming and it will, it will start causing you to truly love and forgive even your worst enemies. Even when you didn't think you could. It's his love that does this and transforms us. God is Forgiven us in his love. And so we must forgive others also. And not not half-hearted forgiveness. God doesn't do that to us. He doesn't say, I forgive you, but I'm really keeping my eye on you. He fully forgives from the heart. And that's what he commands that we do for others also. Fully forgive from the heart with love, not begrudging fully forgiving. I want to stop right here and pause and, and and just highlight the difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Yes, there must be forgiveness from every Christian for everyone who's ever wronged us, but reconciliation is not the same thing. Reconciliation can only happen if there's repentance and it can be a safe relationship. So things like abuse and some some situations like that, there does not need to be reconciliation. And if someone doesn't want to be reconciled, there's not going to be reconciliation. Um, So I just wanted to stop and make that quick distinction right there. But no matter what has been done to us, even if it was great and difficult and terrible and unfair and horribly damaging, even if it was life-changing and carries consequences that will scar you forever, Life, we must forgive. We need to forgive. It's commanded. It's picking up our cross and following Jesus, which is what every disciple of Jesus must do. You are not allowed to say, I'm exempt from this command if I'm going to follow Jesus. No, we must obey. There is life and grace for us when we do this and to do this. To have the power and the ability to do this, Jesus will provide the grace, but we have to start with, are we willing to obey? Is our heart ready to say, I will pick up my cross and I will do what I don't want to do to obey you and to love other people that are difficult to love and that don't deserve to be loved? Because I was difficult to love and I don't deserve to be loved, but Father, you have loved me more than I ever could have deserved and that's how we do this but our our flesh our flesh does not want to do this our flesh recoils and rebels at the at the very thought of this let me give you three things that our flesh will say and our and we will think in our mind that need to be brought under the lordship and sub, and submit to God when when it comes to forgiveness number 1 we don't want to forgive when our pride is wounded it doesn't feel right to forgive that person when they have injured our pride and and your flesh will will take a stand on that because pride is the life of flesh but jesus says i give grace to the humble i give my life to the humble and if you would put to death your pride and forgive jesus says he would give you his response to that kind of loving act of faith would be life So there's a different life source that we can have, which is His grace. The second thing our flesh uh, says is, It's right for me to hold my grudge. It still hurts, and they aren't asking for forgiveness, and so I don't really even see anything wrong with me holding this grudge. That is a fleshly attitude. It's saying I'm going to disobey the command of Jesus to forgive because... I don't see how it's right. The third thing our flesh says is they don't deserve to be forgiven. That's true. Maybe they don't deserve to be forgiven, but neither did you. So all three of these are fleshly way of thinking, fleshly thoughts, and we must put to death our flesh so that we can honor Christ and walk by the Spirit, obeying Him. His command is not complicated. Forgive everyone. Boom. Right there. All the time. You don't need to understand how or why just obey through humility and faith. It's an act of faith. He will take care of it. But that's where the breakdown is. And that's where the real struggle happens in our lives is we don't trust him. We don't trust him that he will take care of it. If we forgive someone who doesn't need deserve to be forgiven, if we forgive someone who has harmed us so greatly, it feels like some great injustice is being committed and he's asking us to trust him, but we don't like to trust him because it's scary and it's hard, but Jesus does not let go of this. And he says, you must trust me and forgiveness is putting pen to paper. It's putting the rubber to the road. It is saying, I am going to trust my God, even though I don't, don't understand how or why I'm going to obey. You see Jesus, by telling us that we need to forgive, he is trying to help us have a powerful prayer life that obtains help from heaven and answers to every prayer. That's the pinnacle of Christian life that he wants us to attain to. He wants us to have this life where our, our, where our power and, and our prayers are answered. And so he's just showing us the way. Faith and love is the way loving forgiveness, but we are so stubborn that we are going to hold forgiveness back because of our stupid reasons, our fleshly reasons, like drinking poison and thinking that it's going to hurt someone else, taking poison into my body and thinking it's going to hurt somebody else's life, that they deserve it. That's what unforgiveness is, and we're so stubborn to do this. Wanting someone to die or to be hurt is not love. And Jesus says, you need to love if you want to have this powerful prayer life and a powerful spiritual life. All right, quickly, our second lesson is that our relationship with God is revealed by our daily life with other people and how we love them and forgive them. God measures our spiritual life outwardly, not by how we pray or how many times we go to church or what we do necessarily even on the outside, but how we love from the heart, forgive from the heart. Not the beautiful words we pray when praying, not the uh, um, deeds we do necessarily outwardly. He is looking at whether our hearts love our neighbors and our enemies and all the people in this world? Do we have gentle and kind words of love to our fellow man flowing out of a heart that truly loves them? Well, God answers prayer from a life that receives his love into our hearts and distributes it out again from the heart. Not begrudging, from the heart. Not from vain efforts, that doesn't uh, obtain God's answers and God's grace and power. Not desperate cries, it doesn't matter how bad you want it. Not passionate words, not magic words either. See, we can't separate a life that won't forgive from a prayer life that's not getting answers. Those two things are directly connected and always one-to-one. If one is dead, the other is also. You can't fake love and forgiveness. You can't fake it. And this ties into our next lesson, which is loving others reveals the truth of our spiritual life. Remember, love and forgiveness are inseparable. And so the spirit of love is the same as the spirit of forgiveness And so to love people is to forgive them. If we look at 1 John 4.20, it says, If someone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And again, this is love from the heart, real agape love, not forgiving love, forgiving love not just saying, oh, I love people, I think they're all great. He says, you can't say you love God if you don't love your brother. First John 3.18, one chapter back from 4.20, 3.18, he, starting there, it says, My little children, let us love, not in word or tongue, but in deed and truth, or from the heart. And by this, we will know that we are of the truth and, and shall assure our hearts before him. In other words, when we're loving other people, you will have this crazy confidence before God. Confidence for what? Well, confidence that God is going to hear you and answer your prayers. Confidence that you are his child and you get all the things that a child gets from their father. He says, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence towards God. Again, our heart is is what will condemn us or not condemn us that we love others or don't love. It's from the heart that we're either loving people or we're not loving people. It's not about outward actions first. It's about the heart first. Outward actions always follow the heart's lead. He says, um, and whatever we ask, we receive from him. So right there, he made the link between the heart love of other people, loving other people from our hearts and receiving answers to prayer directly linked a confidence in your prayer life. He says, and we, whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on his name, have faith in God. Remember what Jesus said? Have faith in God, believe in his name of his his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. So here we have the, the love. We have to believe that he loves us in his name is that he loves us. And then we have to allow that to We have to obey him to love others by forgiving them. So to summarize this whole teaching, have faith in God and have love for men. Have faith in God and have love for men. And this is the secret to an effective prayer life. And it's so simple. Believe in God's love for you, have faith in his love and power for you, And then freely give that love to all men. That is the secret. So, here's a practical application for us. When we begin to pray in faith, like we talked about last week, it is probably going to reveal how little we love. But that's okay, that's how it's meant to work. So start praying in faith. Start asking God for what you believe is His will and what you want and what you need and start praying, pray, 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 ask Him. And as you pray, what's going to happen is you're going to start to be in the light and in the light, the, 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 the motives of your heart are going to start to be revealed and, and, and it's going to show us how little our hearts love. So this will take us back to prayer where we will start to be begging God God change my heart show me how to love and the spirit will teach you forgive that's the first and greatest act of love forgive forgive but God doesn't let you know so so when we when we start to realize that our prayer life is not fruitful and and we start to sense, maybe I'm not loving. Um, God doesn't let it stay a secret why your prayers are, are failing or why your life is, has a lack of power. He doesn't want this to be a secret. Jesus teaches us here. First, first John teaches us. Many places show us there is two things that we must have to have an effective prayer life. Faith and love. Faith in God receiving his love by faith, and then pouring out that same love to other people. James 4, 3 says, you ask and do not receive. Okay, so right there, unanswered prayer. He says, this happens to you. You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss. Something is wrong in the asking. And What we need to do is let that verse search our hearts and our lives. And we need to fully be given over to the will of God. And that will is to love others in full surrender to his will. But they don't deserve it, but it's hard. Yes, they don't deserve it, but neither did you. It is hard, but I will give you the grace and the power to do it if you ask me. So all of this is teaching us to depend on him, to call upon him, to hope in him, to live through him. He loves others. How do I know? (laughs) Well, the entire Bible, but specifically, remember when people were doing the absolute worst thing to him. They were nailing him to the cross, crucifying him. What was his words? What were the words on his lips? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus, the love in his heart was so great. His heart was so full of this love that other people's sin only pushed out, squeezed out more of that love in the act of forgiveness. Forgiving other people is not something you muster up the strength to do and say, oh, okay, I'm gonna finally do it. Forgiving other people is being crushed. And the love that that comes out is God's love by his grace and by his power. Our Our job is to purpose in our hearts, to love people as he loves them and to forgive them. Purpose in your heart to obey his command Ask him for the strength and then take the step of faith every day to forgive as he has commanded. And you will see that he delights to answer your prayers. Answer your prayers. Now, the first answer you're probably going to get is the answer, God, give me the strength to forgive this person. Do you think God is going to not answer that prayer? God, I, I want to obey you. God, I know that I should forgive this person, but in my heart, it's very difficult, So I, I, but I'm going to crucify my own flesh. I'm going to step forward to do your will and not my own, and I'm asking you simply to give me the strength and the love to forgive them from my heart. I tell you the truth. That prayer will be answered immediately. The moment your heart forgives, it will be strengthened to forgive and love because you have surrendered to his will and you've asked for his grace and he will not deny that type of request. And this makes asking for anything else, it makes it work. So our relationship with God always starts with forgiving other people. I'm going to uh, read a prayer um, And so would you guys all join with me in praying? Um, Father, teach us to pray, even now. Teach us to forgive. We need you. Thank you for loving us. We love you. Blessed Father, you are love. And only he that abides in love abides in you and in fellowship with you. The blessed Son has this day taught me how deeply true this is of my fellowship with you in prayer. O my God, let your love shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit be in me a fountain of love to all around me that out of a life in love may spring the power of believing prayer. O my Father, grant by the holy spirit that this may be my experience that a life in love to all around me is the gate to a life in the love of my god and give me especially to find in the joy which i forgive day by day whoever might offend me the proof that your forgiveness is to me a power and a life lord jesus My blessed teacher, today you have taught me to forgive and to love. Let the power of your blood make the pardon of my sins such a reality that forgiveness as shown by you to me and by me to others may be the very joy of heaven. Show me whatever in my relationship with fellow men might hinder my fellowship with God so that my daily life in my own home and in society may be the school in which strength and confidence are gathered for the prayer of faith. Jesus, I ask that there would be a lot of forgiveness today going around because we want your life to live through us. Lord, forgive us for being so unforgiving, for holding grudges, for keeping distance, for all the things we do because our flesh is afraid of getting hurt or because of our pride. Help us to die to our flesh, God, and to give your spirit full reign and control in our lives. We surrender and submit to you, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You are our King. And we love you. Amen.